BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Coexisting with Rob and Maggie. It is Friday, September 8th. We are glad you are here, and we are glad to talk wrestling with you for the next hour and a half. We have a great guest coming on in just a little while. His name is SP3, and he's with True Hill Heat. We are excited. He was at All Out last week, weekend, and it's just going to be a good show. But as we start every show, Maggie, how are you? Everything sucks, Rob, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'm I'm all happy in <laughs> Okay, let's go. So, <laughs> you know, I made it quite clear I'm depressed, you know, ever since I came back from all out from yeah. you know from London. And you know, I'm walking home from work and I was like, Yeah, okay, like let's do this. I'm about to have, you know, my show with Rob, and I'll, you know, I'll get uh, I'll get uh, a burgee. Uh, you know, I'll I'll get cheery and and everything because like it's not it's not always you know uh, gray skies and whatnot. So I decide to go uh, to the, to the supermarket and get some chocolate. And of course, I got Snickers. Mm. Look how big that is. <laughs> so naturally, yeah. when you know I'm a never, woman, when I see something big, I buy it. Uh, yeah. So look, it's 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 a three parter. You know, like three pieces of Snickers in it, and and hear what it said for me, for you, and for later. For later, but for who? For you. Is it for me or is yeah. it for you? No, for later, like, for you. But like, but but like, it's for me, for you, for later, oh. for later, for who? Well, no, it's saying it for you again. Like, hey, this is for me. This is but for there's you. One that says oh, for you. It. Who gives a damn? It's yours. This is why I'm single because this will all be for me if I ever have someone. Oh, yeah, I like fuck off and die. Like, this will forever be that's all it took. Snickers bar for Maggie to say, F off and die. (laughs) See, like, that's the thing. Like, see, like, you're a huge chocolate fan. I'm a big fan of Skittles. Like, like, I love Skittles. I wouldn't share a bag of Skittles with somebody, I just wouldn't. Yeah, like ever. They get the like, hand, the backhand, like yeah, my microphone like, just I'm, did. Sure. Uh, I'm from time to time. I buy I buy Mars bars because I, being a forever BTE fan, I want to try a deep fried Mars bar because like the elite always ate that in Japan. 
and naturally I want to try that, but because there's nothing like that in Bulgaria, I decided to buy, you know, Mars bars, but like during the pandemic, they were all out and all they had was Snickers. And I'm like, well, guess I'll eat Snickers then. <laughs> and now we're up to, you know, this bombshell with Snickers that looks like a dildo. And now I'm, you know, for me, for you, for later. Okay, like that's fine. I'm not saying sorry because I'm depressed. No, you don't need to. Just... I, I don't care. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm, I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to be this depressed and be all over the place. By the way, my friend Alex, who's a you know a fan of uh, of the show, who comes to my bar, he gave he left me a tip today and said I want another granny story. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so let me tell you a quick uh, granny story. This was way back in 2014 when she was living in Greece. She was taking care of old people who were ridiculously younger than her. So it's like. She was taking care of old people there, and I hadn't seen her in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So we went with my parents to Greece. Uh, it took a 14-hour um, uh, ride with a, with a ferry. Uh, and that was the most fun I had for one month, <laughs> uh, the ferry ride. So um, we got off you know, the, uh, the ship. And I see my grandmother on, on you know, on the, uh, on, on the rails. And she's, like, waving to us. And this is the first time I'm seeing her in 10 years. And I'm like, oh, my God, Grandma, I missed you so much. And she was like, you're going bald. Okay. <laughs> and wow. I'm like, I, I, I miss you too, Grandma. And she was like, no, no, you're like you're going bald, and I'm like, sure, shucks, Grandma. Hi, I love you too. <laughs> Let's talk some wrestling. Thank you, Alex, for the tip. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rob, that you don't get a piece of it. <laughs> like, no, that's okay. We do have a super chat already from our great friend Ryan Sullivan. He says, "Missing today, but just wanted to say hello to Mob and Raggy." All right, that's way more fun thing to call us than Barney and Ethel. Yeah, he's gonna put this out there. I almost forgot about Barney and Ethel, by the way. So, yeah. Because, Thank yeah, get in those Super Chats and Humper Chats. We greatly appreciate them. It helps this show so much and uh, goes a long ways. But, Maggie, let's go ahead and start. We have a guest, like I said later, SP3, so we're going to talk all out in a little while. But right now, oh, we got another Super Chat. We'll just go ahead and read that quick. Our good friend Amber sends us a Super Amber Chat. sending me money for my coffee and all in. <laughs> She says, checking in to say hi to my favorite Friday fun. Have a great show, and we'll catch up after work. Well, thank you so much for checking in. We appreciate that very much. So, Maggie, like I said, we'll start. We'll talk about AEW in a little Raggy. while. Raggy. Okay. So, we know that last week on SmackDown, Cody Rhodes talked about getting a... Making... Using his power... Pulling some strings. Yeah, pulling some strings that he had to get... Jay Uso over to Raw. Now, my question is: Those strings? Did he move those strings around to get himself to SmackDown? What are your thoughts? What are you? What do you think is Cody's plan with this? Because he's just not going to go do it for the for for the hell of it. What is? What do you think Cody's doing here? What? Do, I want to hear your thoughts. Well. You know, the most logical thing here is for him to be traded. SmackDown, right? Uh-huh. 
because that's the, I mean that's the way that you put him back in the Roman Reigns title picture, right? Like, but what? What if he gets someone else there? Like, what if he gets Kevin Owens there? Ooh, that'd be weird. But I know. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, ooh, interesting. Yeah, like everything can happen. Like, what if he is using his powers, you know, to actually send people who. But, like, I know that WWE will never turn Cody Rhodes heel. Like, well, not never, uh, just not now. Uh, what if he, you know, sends some people to soften up Roman Reigns and you just know that Kevin Owens is gonna go straight? for Roman Reigns, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, but, like, it's... You freeze? Yep. No, I oh, didn't. Okay. I just, I'm just thinking really, really long. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's, it's the natural thing to do. Co- like, Cody would be heading to SmackDown, but I did like Denise's theory that Akira Tozawa, okay? It's Akira Tozawa. He's yeah. just <laughs> that would be God. so random, right? Like yeah. no one would give a crap. Yes, I know it'd be weird, but hey, you know what? If they let Akira Tozawa actually be Akira Tozawa from Dragon Gate, I'd be all for it. <laughs> yeah, Akira Tozawa is an amazing wrestler, but like people who only watch WWE would have no clue about that so, yeah like, no i know that's the thing uh, that's just yeah yes uh but most definitely i'll be surprised if it's not cody Rhodes heading to smackdown yeah uh that's... and if he is you do you think that they're going the royal rumble way do you think that they're gonna give cody Rhodes another royal rumble win and then he challenges for the championship at WrestleMania 40. I do. You do? Yeah. You I think do. they're going to give him two Royal Rumble wins? And, well, like one after the other. Is there another way? Like, do you, do you like, give the Royal Rumble winner to the... Uh, WWE champion, no, yeah, WWE champion, right? Because Roman is the universal champion, yeah, undisputed WWE champion. I don't care anymore. Like it's titles. <laughs> that's Rollins's title. That's the, like that's what I'm thinking. Do you think that they give the Royal Rumble winner to Seth or whoever holds that championship? No, they're gonna. Well, they're gonna. Sorry, uh, the, who the person that's going to face Roman Reigns? Is that what you're asking? I'm asking, will the Royal Rumble winner challenge Seth or Roman? Oh, they're going that's after Roman thinking. for sure. It's going to be after, Roman. Yeah, like you think that Roman Reigns will have an opponent at you know after Royal Rumble? You think that the person who wins the Royal Rumble will challenge Roman and not Seth? Yes. I do. Like I would like it to be another one, just so because Roman Reigns 
having a match at WrestleMania is already a big thing. The Royal Rumble winner going for the other title, for me, will be putting over the other title. But on the other hand, if you win the Royal Rumble, you want to challenge. No, no, no. The first thing that I said, this will put over the other title if the Royal Rumble winner goes for that title. Yeah. The The other thing, too, I want to say is, like, and I see uh, somebody in chat, Bonker, say it. Um, I can actually see Cody Rhodes doing double time, like, for a little bit. I could see him doing Raw and SmackDown uh, mm-hmm. for for a little while. Um, I think that's probably that could be part of the trade, um, where he says he'll work SmackDown, but he wants to stay on Raw too. I could see that because why would you not do that? You know what I mean? He um, has a child. I know, but it's. I'm just saying for. I'm not saying like forever. I'm just saying he'll do it for like a couple of weeks. You know, I I don't. I'm just. I'm just spitballing here because. There's a couple of reasons why this comes to mind. Raw is about to get hit, usually like it always does in the ratings. And I don't like talking about ratings because it really doesn't matter to us because we're not in advertising. However, WWE... Is it it the football thing that you guys have? Yeah. Yep, it's football. Okay, your fake football football stuff. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it's, it's NFL. So you got that. Um that's one of the biggest reasons. And I mean, that, that's where it goes. So that'll, that'll hurt. That always hurts. Uh, they're going to probably lose. I don't remember exactly how much they lose, but it's, they're going to lose a lot. They always do. So do they lose viewers on Fridays on Fox? Not no, as many, right? there is college football on some channels like ESPN and ESPN two will have a occasional like uh, college football game. But then there's you have NBA coming back soon. You also have uh, baseball playoffs will play in effect, and that's the other thing. Whenever the baseball playoffs start, that moves SmackDown to Fridays or to FSN. FS1, FS1. Yeah, so that hurts too. So there's a couple of things where I can see where they they just want to try to do what they can to put. Do they have bad numbers? Do they have bad numbers on FS1? I've never, I've never, they haven't been the best. Yeah, they haven't been the best when they move. And and that's understandable because you're going from broadcast TV to um, cable and. I mean, there's there's plenty of people that only get to watch SmackDown because they don't have cable. So because it's on Fox, yeah. yeah. But and their Fox deal is up in a year, right? Yeah. So there should it shouldn't be too long before they announce if they're sticking around with Fox or if they're going to mm-hmm. a different network. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors on where they could go. So I I think there there's and I could get into it a little bit more. There's a few reasons why they could save a lot of money or Fox is going to save a lot of money because of college football. Um, this is very exciting for you now, I know, but Fox spent a lot of money to get uh PAC 12 football. And basically the PAC 12 is for the most part going to be gone pretty soon. And that's going to free up a lot of money. 
You're saying that as if I have to know what that is. I know, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just saying that like, that's going to free up a lot of money, I believe. From what... no, you, no, no, I meant pack football or whatever. Oh, yeah, like. it's just college football. College. Football, oh, like... so you could have just called Sorry, it I that. I should have. You said decided that. to be a fancy yeah. pants know it all and call yeah. it that. For that once in my life. the European chick. Yeah, yeah, you know how it goes. <laughs> just once in my life, I like to confuse somebody. But, uh, yeah, that, that could save a lot of money for Fox. So that might actually get them back involved with WWE. So, like, maybe putting money in. We'll have to see. But okay. I'm very curious to see. And I'm, I also want to see where this leads for Jey Uso. Uh, he, I mean, they have another... I'm really excited. Bonus- I'm, I'm a bit frustrated about this, if, if I have to be honest. Because, look... Do you know what that feels like? It feels like WWE saying, oh, look, guys, we have the best tag team in the world. Let's fucking split them. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're not only split up, like, you know, arguing with each other or whatever. They're on different brands. Like, they're on different nights, like, four days apart from each other. Like, that's how serious that is. I know that at some point they will get back together. I know that. But, like, how can you... Their tag team division is not that serious. And I'm pissed off about that because they have so many great teams there. And they just split their best one. Like, if you're a tag team in WWE, what does that mean to you? And actually, I'm, you know, we're about to see a DIY reunion. I'm almost certain for that. Right? Yeah, I I think it's pretty much a given it's, now. It's inevitable. It's it, like, it's inevitable. But, like, if you're DIY and, like, after the Usos, DIY are probably out there with one of the best. You know, that's with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, I'm going to put in Diamond Mine in there also, like the Creed's. Um, I keep calling it Diamond Mine, but that doesn't exist anymore. The Creed brothers from NXT, you would argue that they're one of, you know, now that the Usos aren't there, you know, they're not a thing anymore. They're probably the best brother, you know, tag team ever in in WWE. So it kind of makes you wonder because this this doesn't sound really encouraging because they've never had like they, they've never even had a spot together before that. I understand why in storyline, you know, mm-hmm. but splitting your best tech team in your company for storyline's sake, I hope it pays off. Because we're about to talk briefly about that, but like Payback was an amazing pay-per-view. It was quite overshadowed by, you know, other stuff in wrestling uh, news. But Payback was an amazing pay-per-view and it didn't even have anything Bloodline related on it. Yeah. And that, yeah, and that's telling. It, it, It was, you know... We had focus on other, you know, storylines and the wrestlers. Uh, it again, it was so great. Like both 
companies had weird pay-per-views that were lacking of something, but everyone on on both pay-per-views was wrestling to prove a point, and that is something that we discussed a lot about All In. But like, we're gonna talk about that later with SP3. So if you want, we can move on. But like, yeah, yeah I'm I will let things play out. But splitting up the Usos, I hated that. Yeah, I really. So- yeah, so as we move on, Maggie, I know your anger. I know your dreams. I've been everything you want to be. I'm the cult of personality. Just shut up. Do you want CM Punk back in the WWE? Okay, you cannot possibly drop a bombshell like that and expect me not to, you know, to run a bit. Okay, so. It's, it's not a bombshell. It's in the script. Yeah, I know. Uh, I I hate this, Rob. I hate this so much. And the fact is that I absolutely adore CM Punk, okay? Mm-hmm. I do. I adore him. But uh, now he doesn't have to be tired of working with children because he's unemployed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so... Okay. Uh, you know, as this was happening, I was sleeping. And then I wake up and see everything like you you sent me, you know, uh, the, the release from, uh, from AEW. You know, you sent me the tweet. Yeah. And I was like, what did I wake up to? Like, <laughs> wake your ass up. Like, I... Yeah, like I I couldn't, and then I, like Jesus, I started reading, and you know, and because I was just, like, this is one of those instances where I'm intrigued to see what Twitter has to say, or X, or whatever. Everyone, of course, was being weird about it, on both ends, on both ends, like, not only one. It hasn't stopped either, so. Yeah, and and it, it also hasn't stopped, so. Uh, a lot of things to you know to think about here. Uh, we were aware, we were we were made made aware that a meeting had to occur between both sides, and the meeting the meeting didn't occur because the elite didn't want to. Do you, if you're Tony Khan, do you make that meeting mandatory? Well. It's come out today that, um, like I saw today that, uh, yeah, that they were sent, uh, what do you call it? Like, I don't know the legal terms of it. Uh, are you talking like a cease and desist or? I don't know what they called it, but oh, the letter that Punk sent, yeah, uh, all like is. Is this true? Like, is this because, like, I don't know if it really happened, but like, there was some news came out today that Punk sent a letter to uh, Matt Jackson, the Bucks. Uh, yeah, the Bucks. It was a uh, basically it was a legal letter sent over from. Uh, it was a non-disclosure agreement, I guess, from what mm-hmm. uh, they said. Um, so. That's, because I mean, of because of you know uh, of talking uh, discussing publicly about something that wasn't even about that. Yeah, 
yeah it, it was it wasn't even about punk he thought he it, it was is this why they didn't have the meeting well there's also they said that they also said it was the christopher daniels thing that got mm -hmm. that got him mad um supposedly it's also the jack perry thing that got him mad like that same week so both of those okay. got him yeah, supposedly that, that's, that's what did it that's not my question, Rob. I asked you a different question. If you're Tony Khan, do you make that well, meeting mandatory? Yeah, for in my opinion, yes. And the reason why, but there's now I'm just what I will say is there needs to be more than just CM Punk in that room with the with everybody. There needs to be the attorneys, there needs to be multiple people because your executive vice presidents are in that room. They're supposed to do what's best for the company, in my opinion. Yes. Mm -hmm. CM Punk has proven that he brings in the money. Of course. That's just, that's my, that from a business perspective, that's how I would do it. That's the way I look at it. However, that being said, if, if Tony Khan wanted a reason to get him out, then there you go. That was his reason. For not making it mandatory. Like if, you know, like maybe he just had a feeling like let's, I don't know. Yeah, but like it was the elite who didn't want to make that meeting happen. CM Punk wanted Correct. to. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. like but, uh, the, the thing is, uh, I say this as a regular person. Uh, if I don't want to meet with someone, I'm not yeah. like, I don't have to. But they are EVPs. Like that's that that's you know the the little the, the enormously little thing here that that is really really important for the whole situation. They refuse to have a meeting, and uh, again, I adore the elite. Like they're they're the ones who make me watch AEW. Like AEW is best when the elite are there, not mm -hmm. Punk. Like. I'm 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 in love with CM Punk, but like in a in a in a different way. It's all elite wrestling, not all punk wrestling. So it's <laughs> him being let go. Uh, it kind of hurts. I'm not gonna lie, um, but the thing that hurt more was that scrum a year ago. That's what hurt me more. Yeah. Not like not not like this. It's I'll say it like this. It 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 didn't look like Punk was having any amount of fun while he was there. Any. Like for a whole year and even more. He kept saying that he hated it there. Mm -hmm. And because I love the man and I just I just want him to have peace, okay? I don't know. I don't know what he's dealing with. None of us will ever know what truly happened. Like none of us. Like everyone can run their mouth and everyone can support whomever. We're all allowed to do that. But none of us will have any amount of clue even about what actually happened for you know this entire year if they don't sit in the room together with a live broadcast team 
and actually yeah. talk about it in front of the entire world. Otherwise, we will never know that. Um, we we like we know that it's gonna happen. P CM Punk is gonna say a lot of things on his Instagram stories. You know that's gonna happen. But and eventually, to he will talk to someone. Yeah. Uh, and we all know that the elite will not keep uh, like they, they won't be silenced. Like Matt Jackson is a hothead. <laughs> like so, his brother is not so far behind. Yeah. Like Hangman, Hangman, uh, uh, and Kenny Omega. Like they've kept kept you know to themselves a lot. Yeah. Jack Perry can you know talk because like he's he's really young. He's fairly young, and everyone's talking about him right now. I. I'm not going to lie that I don't like the fact that they're talking about him because of this. I would like for everyone to be talking about him because of his in-ring ability. Not, yeah. you know, this, not, not this. I will say one thing. Uh, Jack Perry, you know, decided to get some heat. And that's fine. CM Punk made a whole career on that. Correct. He he made it his entire persona to do that. And now that someone is doing it to him he and he's like not it. okay with that and he doesn't like that, like that it like it doesn't display you in a very good light. Just yeah. ju like so, just saying. So so like the and I see in the chat I saw it just a second ago. Uh somebody said that there was a report that the Young Bucks would have sat down with him if he could have stayed out of trouble for six months. Um, which is, if that's what they wanted to do, that's fine. But in the long run, I still what thought... What does staying out of trouble mean? Where he doesn't cause, like, all kinds of hell for people. So when they were have to, when they were supposed to have the meeting, they, they said, we will have the meeting in, th in six months. Did they say <laughs> that was... They said, or did they said this prior? Well, that's what that's what was in the Wrestling Observer article. So that part I don't like know. I'm just saying that's what the six months thing. What I'm saying, what I was gonna say is basically going back to the Tony Khan thing. That's where it comes like down to him. Like if he would have said, No, I don't like you guys can wait six months if that's what you think you want, but no. I want you guys to meet now that that six months thing is kind of baffling to me because it could be like something little and they said, Nope, that was, Nope, that, that doesn't qualify. Like they could have just kept pushing it back before like little things. They, there's a lot of like, Hmm, I don't know about that. You know, like I was, I wasn't there. There's a lot of questions I have regarding that six months thing. It just, Again, we will never know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like I see somebody in chat says, and so you know, Keyshawn, he says, why would they have to wait six months? Hash it out and handle on, head on. Exactly. There's a lot of money to be made. A lot of money. But uh, now, like, since we were mainly talking about WWE there, that was my, my main point. If he goes to WWE, there's a lot of people back there in, in WWE who do not want him there. If and this was a he question, has to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, what what I want to know here is, and I think they talked about it on the list in your boy, that 
if you're considering bringing him in, you absolutely 100% have to talk to your wrestlers before doing it. You can't just bring oh, him in. Absolutely. Say surprise, punks here. You can't you can't do that. Um especially having in mind that the WWE locker room has been really, really amazing lately. Yeah. Like there's been a lot of peace and quiet, and there they're, been. you know, yeah, and they're like happy to be there. You don't do that. It's like the you know, the calm before the storm. Like, you don't do that. You don't do that to your locker room. Uh, they absolutely do, because, like, a lot of people said a lot of stuff about punk in interviews. Seth Rollins comes to mind. Yep. Uh, yes, he said that CM Punk was a cancer, and yeah. he told him, go away, like, never come back. Uh, so, you need to talk to your locker room, absolutely, yeah. because... Uh, and if you do have an opportunity to, to bring CM Punk back, why wouldn't you? Yeah. So, and I see another comment that says, like, if you've been, if somebody has assaulted you, you absolutely have the right not to talk absolutely. to. You absolutely mm-hmm. have that right. But my comeback to that is, if you're saying you're wait, I guess it's the same thing. I was going to say, if you're waiting six months, What's the? I was gonna say what's why wait, but it may it makes sense now, you know. Like, like I I get what he's saying. If that's what they wanted, that's fine. But I also want to know, and like you said, we won't ever know. But I, I do want to. This is me wanting to know. Did Tony Khan ask the Young Bucks to meet with CM Punk? Did he ask them? That's the biggest question for me. But going back to the WWE talk. I know there's a lot of people that do not want him there. Now, my other my other side of that is, is can some of those people work with him depending on how much money they make off of off of it? Because that could be a payday, a big yeah. Uh, this this uh, is a part of the conversation that we've had previously, in which I said that. I didn't understand why Tony Khan really wants to cultivate a locker room that resembles a family because that's not how you do it. Like how WWE does it. It's that's a business and you have to be professional and, you know, not be childish about stuff. And, you know, what? be an actual grown-up i know the way that things were handled in the past you know the brawls wcw wwf and whatever like i know uh for me that those aren't grown grown ass people Mm -hmm. and if you have a problem with somebody like there's a way to you know to work with those problems yeah uh for instance, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa made money with each other. Like they faced off. They do not like each other. Like uh, I like I I love both women, uh, but like it's they see the potential that they have and they utilize it professionally. Uh, if this was handled better in AEW, I would have loved that. 
But if you if you cultivate, you know, a locker room and say, oh, we're a family. Well, guess what? Families fight. Uh, brothers fight, sisters fight, you know, uncles fight and whatever. I like I don't care. Uh, if you say that you have to be professionals, then, you know, and actually, in, first of all, encourage them. And second of all, make them be professional with each other and not like baby them. Because, you know, like, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Say no, I'm just saying sometimes you have to sacrifice, 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 sacrifice. I can't believe you cut me off for that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I you're you you're it. not. You're really not. You're not. Yeah. So when you you asshole. <laughs> okay, that'll give you. <laughs> so uh, the, what I'm saying is that when you treat your locker room like a family, that's what happens after that. If you like, you have to be professionals with each other. That's not that's not how you do it. And uh, there's a lot of veterans over at WWE. Uh, I cannot believe that the veterans in AEW did not sit down and talk to CM Punk about that or with the elite, like with both sides. Because it, it, it almost sounds as if, you know, I'm defending one side. I'm really not. I, I can see wrongs on both sides and rights on both sides. Um, I truly believe that CM Punk does not want to take crap from anyone, having in mind what he's endured in his entire career. I get that. The Bucks, they don't want to take crap from every, from anyone. I can get that. Because, like, if it weren't for the Bucks, AEW wouldn't exist. Like, why wouldn't they be cocky? Like, why wouldn't they? So, again, uh, we we can never know if they, you know, actually sat down, you know, the veterans with both sides. Again, we will never know, but I would like to think that they did, but yeah. yeah. So here's my, okay. So we'll wrap up the Cody, uh, the CM Punk talk here in just a second. If CM Punk, hypothetically, let's say CM Punk does go back. Who do you want him to work with? (laughs) Like his first, his first first one. Okay, uh, if he does come back, you know that his first program would be with The Miz. You know that. <laughs> Jesus. You absolutely know that. The Miz is the one. The second uh, one should be Kevin Owens. I, it's it going to be Kevin Owens. Be. It's got to it be Kevin should be Owens. Kevin Owens. That's uh, especially because that way CM Punk can actually maybe kind of build some legitimate friction between Kevin Owens and the Bucks because they're really close friends with each other and, and see your best friend you know wants to work with me and you don't <laughs> I don't think I... that the Bucks will care right, uh, anyway but like it has to be Kevin Owens and then Seth and then Cody <laughs> yeah it'll be interesting but I think it's I think it's gotta be I, I think hilarious I think it's hilarious that you said Miz first, but it's it is going to be the Miz. The Miz is always like the Miz puts over puts over talent. Okay, yeah, he does. But I just every time it's either the Miz or Dolph Ziggler because of Nick Nemeth. It's like after I'm one just, of them. I'm just saying it has to like I don't. Uh, yeah, no. 
So, so uh, WWE had their superstar spe- uh, spectacle, spe- what spectacle. Spectacle. Thank you. I had. Sp- yeah, I'm Bulgarian, Rob. I know, and I'm I'm trying to be. I got nothing. Anyways, they were in uh, Hyderabad, uh, Telangana, India, uh, for the. Basically, it was a glorified hell show, but they had uh, John Cena there and some big matches. Because of Becky Lynch not making it on this trip, Natalia did double duty today, so she worked twice. But uh, starting over this match, they had Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens uh, defeated Jinder Mahal, Veer, and uh, Sangha. Jinder Mahal lost? Yeah. Okay. Sangha. How do they take it? Sangha. Um. Uh, he got pinned by Drew after the uh, Claymore. So after the match, so your guy Riddle came out and had a dance off with Jinder Mahal. No. Yeah. So that sounds great. No. Yep. You know that there were a lot of CM Punk chants during the women's match. Uh, um. <laughs> oh well. Um. Yeah. We're so about no- to have that. We're oh, about yeah, we're to gonna, have we are gonna get those. punk chance bang, back in WWE. Like, I was so glad when he debuted in AEW. I'm like, there you go. No more CM Punk chance. No more CM Punk chance. There you go. Fucking get in there. And they're like, they're going to come back. They're going to yeah. come back and I'm going to hate it. I'm going to fucking hate it because <laughs> they're going to be, they're going to be like this. All like in the middle of women's matches. Like, it's not enough that it's a three minute match. And they're gonna stuff it with CM Punk chance? Fucking go away. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Natalia over Zoe Stark. Uh, it was gonna be Becky Lynch, but she couldn't make it because of uh, pass, uh, passport issue, I believe she said. Uh, either that or visa issue. I think it was passport. Anyways, uh, so she won by pinfall. He had Gunther over Shanky. Yes. So. That is surprising. Braun Breaker over Odyssey Jones. You had Rhea Ripley over Natalia. And then Seth Rollins and John Cena over Imperium's Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. Didn't now, see that coming. Did not see that at all happening. <laughs> uh, and the big news, well, not really the big news, but it was trending earlier. The Great Kelly made an appearance. And said he had one more match in him. And I tweeted no. that uh, I prefer he not have a match. And pr- I prefer him to sing happy birthday to John Cena again. Do you remember that? No. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to send you the link. You have to watch him sing happy. Try to try to sing happy birthday to John Cena. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Please not no. good. No, no. You think you get aggravated by the uh, the sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. No. Yeah, Please I won't. Don't. I won't do that to you. But Please. I know some Please of your chats. Chat has seen that, and it's not good. But uh, it's it's not. I mean, ugh. but um, I know, I know, I know. We'll, we'll get uh, CP3 here in a SP3. I know CP3. Chris Paul is what I just said. SP3 here in a few minutes. But um, we'll go ahead and talk about payback since he's not here yet. Maggie, what do you think of payback? It was an awesome, awesome show. Overshadowed by CM Punk. But uh, you know what made me angry? No one was talking about Rhea Ripley spearing Kevin Owens from the barricade. 
because they were talking about CM Punk. This made me angry. Rhea Ripley is the coolest thing in wrestling right now. I adore that woman so much. What did you think? Oh, I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the pay-per-view. Um, the same goes with wrestling when they don't really build a pay-per-view that well. They put on a hell of a show. They did really good with Becky. That was the thing. We did not like the Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, like, setup. Like the, Bill, I mean, it, got, the, it, yeah, it was it, awful. But it they, was uh, illogical in all aspects. They destroyed it. They were just awesome. They were they were Match great. Of the year candidate. Oh, for you, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. They they killed it. It was great. I loved every minute of it. They were awesome. Uh, Trish Stratus is great. She's been great. I I love seeing her still wrestle. Becky Lynch brought it, which is no. That shouldn't surprise a damn soul, but that was a great match. The <laughs> I was I was anxious because of their match at Saudi, because that that wasn't a good match. No, uh, you know, uh, Night of Champions, uh, which was weird because when you're in a ring in the ring with uh, with a ring general such as Becky Lynch. Uh, you know, you're Trish Stratus and you're a veteran, but you haven't been competing in years. Uh, you would think that, you know, there's going to be a lot of learning from each other mm-hmm. because, like, they have a lot to offer to the other person. Uh, I know that they loved wrestling with each other and they just, I knew that they themselves knew that there was something off in that match and they wanted to make a right. Yeah. Uh, so boy, did that, they made it right in this match. It was so great. Uh, it's, it, it had so many, you know, um, throwbacks to old matches. Yeah. Uh, I love that, uh, because it always brings a tear to my eye. Uh, Women's wrestling, absolutely killing it, absolutely killing it. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, we do have a super chat. Um, you're gonna have to. Help yes, from, yeah, th- yeah. This is from Alex. Which I, oh, like, yeah. I told, I told the granny story already, Alex. Just okay. FYI. Love the show, Rob. Please shave. <laughs> Leave only a mustache. <laughs> absolutely not. Oh come on. I am not doing the mustache. No, just a mustache. Mustache? No, not at all. Come on. Ah, uh, no. oh, yeah. Point. Please do that. I'll do it for an episode. How about that? Okay. Okay, I'll do it for one episode. Okay. Uh, also, plus one for blonde Maggie. Thanks for the G- grandma story. I think CM Punk has a little bit too big of an ego to let him do whatever he wants. Come on, you've been back to wrestling for what a month, and you have an opinion now? Come on. Wow. Okay, man. Thank you, Alex, for the super chat. <laughs> Appreciate it. It might be the last one now because of Maggie. Just no, come on. Like you know me. Like <laughs> I know. I know. I'm kidding, but uh, yeah. But now, okay. Here's one last question. I want to go back to the punk thing that I forgot to ask you. Sure. I mean, he does why not. not re- about- <laughs> just one one question. I forgot to ask it. One question. 
does he come back for the Hall of Fame if he gets inducted? I always believe that CM Punk should be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. I always believe that. It didn't matter if he was still wrestling in AEW. Well, they never would have if he was still in AEW. Like they're that they're that petty. Uh yeah, I do believe uh, one day if he doesn't come back into, you know, to wrestling in in uh, in WWE, sure, like it doesn't mean that he's not going to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, that there's still a possibility that he comes back to AEW. In years, maybe. But oh, like, okay. Maybe I was like, he can come. Yeah. like, not tomorrow or, you know, a month from now or a year from now. Like, it can be some time. But okay. there is a possibility. Like, nothing's impossible. All right. Well, we were talking WWE, but our guest is here now. So we are going to bring him on. And his name is SP3. SP3, how are you, buddy? I just need to let everybody know. It's not CP3. Like I said just a second ago, it's not Chris Paul. It's SP3. So I I said CP3 will be with us in a few minutes. I'm like, that's not right. But hey. We, well, I don't, been... I don't choke. I don't choke like uh, CP3. Yeah, so, yeah. so, you know, that's fine. <laughs> There you go. Just, yeah. How you doing? Just FYI, just FYI, sweetie. I was working Tuesday night, you know, the night shift, and our DJ played Campfire. And I'm like, yeah, like I really, <laughs> I really wanted to, you know, to make a video of, of everyone singing, uh, you know, and I randomly shouting Marissa as a cunt. And like, <laughs> yes. I don't care. I'm depressed, Rob. I can tell. I can say whatever. Okay, I that's want. fine. Yeah, uh, that's fine. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I just started because like no one was getting what I'm saying, and I was like Mississippi, Mississippi. All right, we got another Switch super chat from, from Alex. He says, "I remember him versus Cena. Those matches were better." Him and well, Cena. Those matches were better because Young Punk wasn't in his forties, sweetie. Uh, uh, so SP3, how was Chicago? Chicago was a lot of fun. It was uh, a good time. We got to uh, work media at StarCast and got to connect and meet a bunch of people that I usually do this stuff with on, on the computer screen. So to actually meet them in person, it is part weird and also kind of cool at the same time, like meeting someone like uh, Joel Holbert, who I've done uh, plenty of stuff with, got to actually meet him in person for the first time, Righteous Reg, uh, Phil Lindsay, got to meet them for the first time in person. So that was a lot of fun. So yeah, I, honestly, that's kind of like the best part of going on these wrestling trips it's not even like right? the show or all the content you get is actually meeting the, all the people that you you know connect with and can call a friend but it's really a friend through a computer screen or through I know, social I can media see this now. <laughs> yeah so that was and we saw like the video that you posted of uh brian danielson <laughs> So final countdown. That was really cool because I know I've heard you say that before. That was like one thing that you've always wanted. Um, did you think you were gonna get that that night? No, 
No, I did not. No, I did not. Because uh, it, it it just came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting it. It was like an outer body experience because like I really my love of professional wrestling kind of was retapped into at the age of like 18 years old because I kind of discovered Ring of Honor my last couple of years of high school. And I went to my first Ring of Honor event was Final Battle 2006. And I was really into the whole homicide chasing the Ring of Honor World Champion championship and his opponent that night was brian danielson and homicide is a new york guy brooklyn so we were all cheering for, hom for homicide that night but i found myself walking out of that building being the biggest brian danielson fan it was Absolutely. just like god created this guy to do professional wrestling it's like all the great things about the the, the teachers and the trainers that he learned from like the william regal with the technical wrestling ability or Shawn michaels with the selling and the the uh you know the body the body language the body the facial expressions everything he just clicks on all those levels and i just became a fan of him and i heard his music for the first time that night of final countdown i was like that's the coolest that's the coolest song for a theme song it's not supposed to be a wrestling theme song, but it's the coolest what? thing ever. And then yeah. for the next three years, I was at Hammerstein Ballroom for every single Ring of Honor event. And we sang that song up until about 2009 because Ring of Honor went to HDNet and they couldn't play a final countdown anymore. So he came out to some generic uh, bad music that I did not like. But then <laughs> finally... In September 2009, he had his final show against Nigel McGuinness, and he told the DJ, play that music. And I thought it was the final time I would ever sing that at a wrestling event. So to be there in the United Center, hear that music, and the, it's be, it's because the last time when I heard it at Forbidden Door, it, it was kind of uh, subdued because I had two three-year-olds next to me asleep, so I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't audibly sing and really get into the moment. So I was completely no three-year-olds, no no wife and kids. I was on the floor sitting by myself. And it just was an, like an outer body experience singing Final Countdown again. That was just a great moment. So I had to had to kind of document it and sing it the second time when he won the match after that five-star classic against Ricky Starks. Had to sing it again and I had to record myself. And of course, you know, people don't like seeing people have fun. So I got yeah. some feedback, but that's okay. That's what wrestling is all what? about. It's all yeah. about the people yes, that get upset at you for having fun. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. This is the brand new information. People being upset about you having fun. No. It's kind of weird. Kind of weird, so but weird. I kind of expect it now. Did it, you? Yeah. Did you make it to? Were you at um, Collision the night before? Yes, I, I got to Collision late, but I kind of, kind of, kind of got the the gist of everything that went down beforehand. With how much this. I, I just the energy in the in Chicago was different after Punk. Uh, it was announced that he fired. And my my friend, I said that uh, I stay with in Chicago, Stat King from True LE. I literally, when I found out the news, my jaw dropped. And it was the best kind of un, un, you know, unarticulate, no words communication I've ever done with a person where I looked at him and he was like, they didn't fire him, did he? <laughs> yes yes they did they did cm punk has been fired by aew yeah i was i was gonna that was my question how was the atmosphere because it seemed like watching on tv it got better just what like compared from saturday night to and granted i know it's a pay-per-view so you're gonna have a different atmosphere but watching collision and how it went from 
it just got better like uh, yeah. during the pay-per-view and the basically from what uh, Miro and powerhouse Hobbs is what oh. made it like just got it going and oh. uh for, for me like that's why I'm like okay me? This, is, this is this is the Chicago crowd that I know <laughs> of so what was that that was gonna be my other question for you the the reaction like for that and how the sweetie I love you for being a part of that crowd because my heart and soul was in that crowd but, but they it's, it's crazy it's crazy because I saw the clip of all the chants that went through, and there was even more meat chants. It was more meat chants than it was even went through that translated through TV and being on the floor for that. That was one of the greatest live experiences I've ever been a part of. I've ever I'm been a so part of. Jealous. It was just I'm me and a couple of other people on the floor that when the bell rang, we were like, me, me. And then everybody just started, just started getting into it. And then there was some people who were trying to fight against it. And we were like, nope, no, we're, we're fully slapped at me. Slapped at me. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're, they're trying to fight against it, but they, they had to get into the chance. Fight, slap that meat. Touch that meat. No, we, we were going crazy. This is me. Holy me. Uh, holy holy me. Yeah, me is awesome. Yeah. Me, meat is awesome. I, I started a little one that didn't go through, though. I said, you're going to get your effing meat kicked in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was insane to be a part of. And I've, I've never been a part of a crowd that really kind of elevated a match because both guys had a great match, but I feel like the crowd made that going. match even better. Yeah. The crowd, this is absolutely insane because that match was always going to be great, okay? But that crowd made it a star more. Yeah. <laughs> it was oh, yeah. Because of sure. that crowd, like how like, this is so weird to me because like I am so over Chicago crowds. I seriously am because, like, they've been in Chicago, like, five times a month. I know they haven't, but, like, it seems so. And this this is annoying to me because, like, go, go, go west, go. Like, I know that they're about to go to Seattle, but, like, Seattle crowds, like, Pacific North, you know, or whatever you guys want to call it, uh, that, that, that's my jam, guys. I, 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 I. I will cry when that event hits because I want to be there because it's Seattle and it's, you know, Twin Peaks territory, but like, it's, it's just so, it's going to be so great. And Chicago being the crowd that made me smile and laugh out loud, watching wrestling, that's, that's a, I'm going to take that. I'm gonna give you one Chicago crowd, okay? Like you're on thin ice. Here. Yeah. Well, you get them back for Survivor Series, so get ready. Oh um, yeah. And yay. Bound for Glory. Yeah. Bound for Glory and uh, the the Collision is or no they no they're not gonna I don't think they're gonna be there for but, Collision but they will be there for Dynamite. Thanksgiving Dynamite. Yeah. yeah. Thanksgiving. So. You will never persuade me that Impact and AEW aren't working with each other anymore anymore because like impactors are so often in chicago it just makes me feel like they're in cahoots with each other cahoots. and that and yeah that's a word you will never hear me say again <laughs> yeah anyways okay so so that women's match because 
this was uh, one of the matches which I talked to Rob that they were wrestling to prove a point. You know, the women's match. Chris Adlander and Ruby Soho. What an absolutely amazing match watching, you know, uh, a, a recording of. How did that feel in the crowd? I, I thought it was a really good matchup, and it seemed like the crowd was into it as well. They still they had the coming down period, of course, because of that how amped up they were for the meat match, the meat omania, as I call it, uh, between uh, Hobbs and, and Miro, and then you know CJ Perry coming out and debuting afterwards. So they had the come down <laughs> period for like the first five, six minutes. And then I thought like the middle of the matchup, it really got going. And it was honestly, I thought it was one of the better TBS championship matchups that I've seen. Like between that and the Emi Sakura match on Dynamite, I think that Chris Atlander has been doing a great job with it. And this is once again, another reason why I have to say this after reading Wrestling Observer today, my star ratings are better than Uncle Dave's. He gave them one less star than they deserve. He gave them two and a half stars. What are you watching, Dave? Were you obsessed with the meat? You got distracted by the meat and you couldn't pay attention to the women's match afterwards? This is the second week in a row. Last week it was Samoa Joe and CM Punk. He gave that three and a half stars. That's a four-star matchup. Well, know your star ratings. You came up with the whole system. You don't even know the whole system. You're like Homer Simpson trying to work the freaking play. <laughs> Well, I think I think CM I think CM Punk. I mean, the the his ratings just don't do anything for me like they used to. Like it's it's I'm like it is what it is. But I'm convinced that he took a great I, he took points out because of CM Punk is the way I look at it. I'm sure I'm sure he, it, it was that. But I have any in mind that uh, most re- most recently when uh, when Jade was TBS champion, uh, we didn't get to see a lot of you know. You know, big matches for that TBS uh, t- title because they were all squashes. Yeah. And now that this was the most exciting thing part about uh, Chris Tatlander being champion, that now we get to see amazing matches. I'm not saying that Jay wasn't able to, you know, put people over or be able to put uh, on a, uh, uh, a great performance, but it's, you can kind of, you know, agree that it's kind of different. Jay, Jay will always be, you know, she will always put asses in seats because I adore that woman. And I hope that the moment she comes back, like you can tell every time, every match, she was better and better. And you can see that she's training with Brian Danielson. You could tell that she was. And I can't wait for her to come back. And I can't wait for her to, to see what she does next. She's going to say, I came back because Rob missed me. and then Yeah. And Alexis Cardoza as well. Because like he yeah. wants Jade to step on him. Well, <laughs> well that's, a, that's a whole different show. But um, yeah, I'm not going to say yeah, that. Let's, let's talk about that strap match, okay? Ta- talking about... Stuff that you know arouses people. Let's talk about that strap match. Jesus. Oh, like um they didn't hold back. <laughs> like Brian Danielson did hold back his right arm because he did say in that press scrum that he did nothing with his right arm. Which I went back and watched the match again, and I'm like, holy fucking shit. He did nothing with that arm. <laughs> like, nothing. I didn't even nope. see that. 
And by the way, because I'm not a big press scrum person, like I, I do not watch the press scrum. Uh, only if there's something huge on Twitter about it, like I'll go back and watch it, you know, like cupcakes or whatever. Uh, but I do go out of my way and watch Brian Danielson on the press scrum because you can always learn something new every time Brian Danielson is on the microphone. This, like, I'm every day, every day I grow more in love and in love with Brian Danielson because that guy has it all. And if Brian Danielson is not, in your eyes, the best professional wrestler on the planet right now, you are wrong. Mm-hmm. And he, yes, it's absolutely pretty simple. Uh, he adores tree semen, semen so that's <laughs> that says it all. That's that's enough. That says it all. Like it's uh, what are you doing here? Uh, so <laughs> it's uh, I I can see him uh taking over for Collision. I can see that happening because uh, if he is back. Uh, and he did say a lot in that press scrum that he was, you know, that he wanted to be there for his family. He wanted to be there for his children and whatever. He can do that on Wednesday nights, right? Because school and whatever. Like, he can do that on Saturday. Well, like, when you're not... I know it's been reported that he's going to be on Collision, but I didn't know that there was kind of some question if he would be kind of the guy for Collision because he does want to spend time with his family and the weekend seems better for that if he worked on Wednesdays and then he's home the rest of the weekend. So I kind of understand that. And I understand now, though, with the whole CM Punk being removed, there is no necessity to have a split roster. You can have your guys that are prominently featured on Collision, like Bullet Club Gold, Ricky Starks, guys like that. But you can also kind of also have them on Dynamite. If you need them on Dynamite, you can have them on Dynamite. You can have the Elite and the Blackpool Combat Club on Collision now. There is no issue. There is no this person is not allowed here. There is no talent relations, people that are to be told that they can't be backstage. Like That's sad. You can kind of make everything one, and and you kind of already seen with All Out into Dynamite this week, the storytelling seems to be a lot more cohesive. Like how Hangman Adam Page eliminates uh, Toa Leona and Brian Cage of Mogul Embassy to win the over-the-budget Battle Royal, and then he's immediately confronted by the leader of Mogul Embassy, Swerve Strickland, and it plays into his character, plays into Hangman's character. We're going back to focus on Hangman's character, which is something that I've been asking for from AEW for the past six months, it seems. So it seems like the storytelling can be more cohesive with one full roster on both shows. Who called the cops? Uh, it's uh, wherever SP3 is because he's in New York, so I can <laughs> so yeah. Uh, w- what I was saying was, um, uh, SP3 mentioned something because CM Punk is not there, you're, you're not, you know, you, you don't need to have split rosters anymore, and that tell me that doesn't s- seem extremely wrong and sad because we're talking about a 40 year old man. Like, because of that man, you had to have split rosters. Okay, him and, you know, the, the elite. And because one of them oh, is not there no. anymore. 
I'm sorry. I've been I've been on this agenda for the past year. I've been paid very well by uh, Tyson Smith. Kenny Omega <laughs> did nothing wrong. Don't say the elite. It's not the elites, bro. Kenny Omega had a conversation with Phil Brooks right after he punched his friend in the face. Kenny Omega went in there after the fight already started and saved the dog. Kenny Omega. Yeah, he, did yes, he wrong. saved the dog. Yes, Kenny Omega did nothing wrong. Kenny Omega is an absolutely uh, adorable. Like I want to hug the guy forever. Like uh, it's it, it's probably you know about you know Hangman saying some stuff, going into business for himself allegedly and trying to sell a pay-per-view and then the young bucks like it's how can you how can you how can you have a problem with christopher daniels someone explain this to me how can you say hey christopher daniels he's a talent relations right yeah you're talent relations you're not allowed to be here and he's like fucking what excuse me Yeah. That's not no, exactly. That's, no, no, like that's not that's not the way to do it. Um, the reaction I wanted to know was on TV the reaction for John Moxley and Orange Cassidy, great match, fantastic match. But, um, were a lot of people pulling for Cassidy in that match? Did you think, like, compared to Moxley, or would he because it didn't seem I mean, people were into the match, don't get me wrong, it was just kind of one of those things where it just felt like flat right afterwards but i i just want to know reaction wise how was it there inside the united center wouldn't say flat i would say disappointed that okay. finish and the the Takeshita, uh Takeshita beating omega even though that was probably the right decision to put over a new star that was really i felt like they could have went like two three minutes after that second knee and and kenny omega kicked out they had got the crowd because once he hits that third knee and then it's over they kind of it kind of felt flat right there and then the same thing with orange cassidy uh getting dropped with the second death rider to lose there it just wasn't the result that they wanted but the crowd was definitely into it but it was a lot more split like if i had to compare those two matches i would say that the crowd was a lot more split like 60 40 for orange cassidy against uh john moxley whereas omega and Takeshita it was like 90, 10, maybe 95, 5% uh, wanting to catch the other one. Well, um, other than like that, did you ha- did you see somebody asking in the chat, did you see the Michael Jordan statue? Well, I've been to Chicago about oh, okay. eight times in okay, the last sorry, five sorry. years. So, okay, so I assume. yeah, I did, I did that. I did that probably, I think, the first All In. I oh. went to the first All In in 2018, was my, I think my first you time in Chicago. It. So I think that was the first time that I seen like the bean, I seen the, the Michael Jordan statue. Best story I have from Chicago is when I showed up to Starcast, I showed up early. And some guy came up to me, he saw me with like the media pass, I guess. And he was like, hey, I know you. What's your, oh, I don't know your name, um, but you're the guy, the black guy that won Quizzlemania. <laughs> and I was like, yes, sir. I'm the first black guy that won Quizzlemania. I'm the Jackie Robinson of Quizzlemania. <laughs> and then I took a picture with him. He doesn't even know my name, so I'll never see that picture again. But that became my whole story. <laughs> For the rest of the weekend. And then uh, one of the guys that runs StarCast said that I need to go to Will Washington's uh, show when he had AEW unrestricted because Will Washington is the second black man to win Quizzlemania. And I need to tell him that I I crawled 
so he can walk. And that man is walking. <laughs> he is walking the all elite path. Yeah, he did it, man. You did it. So I want to say thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you stopping by. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you. I know tomorrow you have a show. Yes, they do. Uh, the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Uh, check it out. Our flagship podcast tomorrow, 11.05 a.m. Eastern time. You could join us for that. It'll be myself, Miss Chrissy Love, and special guest, the guy who is always on this channel, Fightful Overbook, Mr. Fightful Overbook, Jerry Lee Lambert, will be joining us. So it's like Whoa. FMC meets <laughs> THH all in one. Wow, I'm surprised you could book him. He's He's pretty hard to book outside. He's a pretty he's busy man. He's yeah, busy man. He's always so busy. It's like getting, I was going to say it's like getting Moxley, but it's like Moxley will take any booking. I was going to say like, I don't, I really got nothing right now, but that's pretty, <laughs> pretty good booking by you. I don't, I'm surprised. Well played. I tried, but try my best. Thanks. Try my best. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, are you going to try to make it to Wrestle Dream? County's uh, magic together soon, sweetie. Yes, we got to rank the seasons. We got to rank the yeah, seasons. Yeah, we got to rank, rank the seasons. Absolutely. Um, I, am I thinking about Wrestle Dream? Maybe, but that's like that's a tough bet because my friend's getting married at the end of October. So maybe uh, uh, full gear, maybe full gear in LA since I didn't right. go to LA well, for people, WrestleMania. People need to enjoy Seattle for me because I can't. I, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, is there other stuff to do in Seattle besides Wrestle Dream? Uh, to... Cry and take drugs. <laughs> oh, okay. hey, well, I was yeah. gonna say the dispensary. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Thank Later. you so much. Later, he's guys. A... Thank you. Thank you. Uh, he's great. I. That was I a... adore SP3. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so we'll go back to WWE uh, <laughs> talk. Oh, we got to do our. We'll we'll do that quick. Um, because we got to do our impact predictions too. Uh, so going back to yeah, we were only on our first match, so uh, we'll go through these real quick. La Knight defeated the Miz with John Cena as a special guest referee. Nothing really stood that out. Was, in this. The, nothing stood out, but like it was a good La Knight match because uh, up until now we haven't gotten you know <clears throat> La Knight matches. They haven't gotten you know okay for him. Yeah, you know, if you ask his critics, they will say, "Tell me a good LA night match." But this was a good LA night match because Miz took care of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we had yeah, the, yeah. Uh, then we had uh, Rey Mysterio over Austin Theory. Mm, normal Austin, Don't normal Rey Mysterio. Yeah, uh, nothing really stood out in that match. Uh, Still City Street Fight. Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn lost their titles to the Judgment Days. Damian Priest and Finn Balor. It this was match, the right decision. Yeah, this match was fun, and they made so they great. still made Kevin Owens and Sami look good because of all the I guess shenanigans that were going on. With, Every with everything, the whole the, the entire match was absolutely great. The right people won. It mm-hmm. makes sense. They're the yeah. main storyline right now. Yeah, you had Rhea Ripley over uh, Raquel Gonzalez, or sorry, Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, that match that did nothing for me. It went by really quick. I thought too um, because it was a quick match. That's yeah. why it didn't do anything to, for you. I, I just uh, Rhea won. Like the only thing that matters right now is for Rhea. 
Because right now, Rhea Ripley's she's the leader of the Judgment Day, isn't she? Because like I see oh, her yeah. as the leader of Judgment Day. She just needs to kick ass up until the moment where she has a legitimate threat uh, for her. And that, in my opinion, should be Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 40. In the chat, let us know what your favorite match was of uh, Payback. Uh, then, you had, then you had the WWE World Heavyweight Championship match, Seth Rollins over Shinsuke. That was an amazing match. No one was, no one was talking about the match. I'm pissed off that once again, CM Punk took out from wrestling so much. This payback was a really, really wonderful pay-per-view. And this is something I I discussed with with Alex uh, Cardoza. Because he was like, no, I don't care. And I'm like, dude, go back and watch the pay-per-view without being bummed out about about CM Punk. Go back and watch the pay-per-view. And he did. And he enjoyed it way more. Now that you know time had you know had passed, that's an amazing pay per view. Like a like WWE always deliver on pay per views because they rely on the talent and not their shitty bookies, uh, booking. Yeah, true. I will give you that. Uh, we now move on to Impact Wrestling's. No, I wanted to do the Cooper effect because like that's oh yeah 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 yep second week in a row without yep, us will. talking about let's, that let's yeah. Do it. Cooper Vic coming up. So I don't even breathe throughout the duration of this intro when you just make random sounds. Okay. So yeah, guys, so let me I always forget let me, about it. Yeah. I know, I know. Uh guys, this this is an amazing story of this old uh, about this old old couple. Um they got married years and years and years ago without having any money. So, like, he bought her the ring, you know, on the lease. I don't know if that's how you say it. But, like, they needed to get married in, you know, work clothes because they couldn't afford a wedding dress. And they've been so in love with each other for decades and decades. But, like, she had uh, multiple, uh, what do you call it? I think you call them, hmm. I forgot the uh, um, multiple. I don't. I don't know. I don't have the story in front of me. No, um, I have the story in front of me. I'm just oh. trying to. I'm just trying to figure it out. Where uh, multiple strokes? Okay, there you go. Yeah. So she was diagnosed with dementia, and uh, she. Like, she couldn't remember that she was in love with him, but she couldn't remember that they were married. Uh, So the home that they were sitting in, they decided to book a wedding for them both, and they got remarried. And they found her uh, dress. They did a professional makeup for her. They had bands playing and everything. They got married again. Uh... And the whole thing about this entire uh, situation is that uh, she fell in love with him all over again and she wanted to marry him for a second time only because she didn't remember that she was already married to him in the first place. Uh, Those kinds of stories always make me cry and, uh, you know, not now because like, I'm in front of a camera, but I will sob after the show. Uh, so 
Did I you did know... cry. I did cry when I was reading the, 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 the article for the first time. Yeah, what was the question? Did you know where they had the bride and groom's dinner? No. Yeah, David Busters, damn it. I hate you so much for this. I know. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> what the fuck, Rob? Premature. Okay. Premature. Uh, yeah, okay, let's go then. Let's talk about impact because we rarely do. Guys, we have. I, just, I can't believe I hit that button. Hmm. Uh, Impact Plus tonight. Impact we... Victory Road uh, is tonight, guys. It's going to be an amazing show. Once again, Impact always do the work. Let's talk about, you know, the matches. We have the knockouts, Impact Knockouts World Championship. Trinity uh, against Alicia Edwards. Trinity is so not losing the championship to Alicia Edwards. Even though she was, you know, put through a table. <clears throat> She's not... She's not losing that. Trinity will win this one. Yes, she will win. She Absolutely. will keep that belt. Keep that belt. Um, Impact X Division Championship, Leo Rush versus Kushida. Uh, I do have a dream of Kushida holding a championship in this lifetime. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I'm yeah. sure he does too. Yeah, uh, I would assume he does, but I kind of feel like Leo Rush wins here. I yeah. will not be mad whatsoever if Kushida won. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, it's jacket time. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, who do you got? Uh, Leo Rush. I think Leo yeah, Rush gets obviously. it. Uh, then we have the tag team championships being uh, defended. The Rascals. Versus Mortal TV Machine Guns. Uh, as much as I love Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin, Rascals are losing here. I'm mad that they're champions, champions to begin with because I love subculture. Uh, and I'm pretty mad. They did have an impact reign. So I'm sure that that's all they wanted. Yeah. They were never going to stick around for more. It kind, of, it kind of makes me wonder, will they go back to uh, NXT Europe? Do you think that they go back there? I don't. Not not right now. Because I think right they. Now. Yeah, I think. What they do you mean it. right now? It's it's it. They well, signed I mean, to Impact. I think they signed with Impact. Um, so I mean, I, what I say not right now. I mean, I, I don't see them until they're free agents again. I'm pretty sure they signed with Impact for a little bit. I don't know how long, but okay, okay. I've missed that information just because I'm so professional. Okay. So... <laughs> Okay, so uh, Rascals it is. Uh, the Impact Digital got, Media Championship, yeah? What? Yeah, I have the Rascals too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I thought you said that. Hmm. I'm sorry, sweetie. Oh, good. Uh, next up, we have the Digital Media Championship against Tommy Dreamer's, Tommy Dreamer's career. So it's Kenny King versus Tommy Dreamer. I think Tommy Dreamer is done. I think so too. Uh, <clears throat> Kenny King losing to Tommy Dreamer will do no favors to Kenny King because uh, I like Kenny King a lot and him winning that digital media championship is the first good thing that they've done with him on Impact. I yeah. feel like. 
So him losing it that way, I I wouldn't be okay. I'd, like I know people like Tommy Dreamer, uh, but like it's put over young talent guys. That 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 that's that's the way to do it. Yeah. If 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 you want to, if you want to fall in love with Kenny King, watch his match against uh, uh, Mike Bailey. That's that's the match that you know solidified my enjoyment of Kenny King in the ring. So there you go, Kenny King's winning, right? Yeah, I I think so. I do. Yeah, next up we have the PCO versus Bully Ray match. It's an anything goes match. PCO wins, right? I don't. I every time I pick against against him, Bully Ray and he yeah. and, and Bully Ray wins. I know it must be like no, bully, like they've been putting over Bully Ray a lot on Impact, and I'm I don't care for that. So PCO PCO follows me on Twitter, so PCO will win. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Okay. There you go, my impact peeps. Yes. Yeah. So, well, and I mean, here's something else. I mean, maybe this doesn't play a, an effect on it at all, but the Dudleys signed Legends deal with WWE. It just came out. So, I mean, maybe that, maybe they're, who knows, maybe that plays a part in I don't know. I Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. But that does not change my answer, PCO. Correct. Okay. He's not human. I'm going to go with PCO as well. Um, Actually, I'm changing. Next. I'm going with Bubba. Sorry. We differ on something. Okay. No, yeah. don't be like. Don't apologize. We need to differ on something uh, in yeah. this lifetime. Next up, we have Jordan Grace versus Gianna Perazzo. You know this is gonna steal the show. Every time those two are in the ring together, they create magic. I will never root against Jordan Grace, so I will put over Jordan Grace here. She just re-signed with Impact, so they need to give her a prize for that. Jordan Grace, my inspiration, my one true love. God, okay. Jordan yeah. Grace. Uh, yeah, she's going to win. And I'm, you know me, like I've always praised Deanna Perrazzo. So um, if Deanna Perrazzo is facing anybody else, I'd pick Deanna Perrazzo. Um, but Jordan Grace coming back. They're gonna put I think they're gonna I, I I just Jordan Grace is gonna get the win. That's the easiest way to say it. And this and this is nothing against Diana Perrazzo. We adore Diana Perrazzo so much, but Jordan Grace is something yeah. different for me. Next up we have Josh Alexander versus Steve Macklin. Boy, oh boy, do I want to see this match again. This is gonna yes. be a pretty awesome match. Yes. Uh, I want to say Josh Alexander, but I can see Steve Macklin winning. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I'm kind of torn here. <laughs> I'm going Steve Macklin. Um, I think Steve Macklin will do it because Josh Alexander doesn't really. Josh Alexander to me doesn't need the win. He, I mean, it'll help. Obviously, it always helps when you get the win. Durr. But I think, I think the yeah, but like be... at, at the end of that pay per view when he came out. And face Alex Shelley, and then just said, "I'm Ooh, back," and then just that's dropped a good the mic. point too. That's a good point. I forgot about that. I will know. never forget about that because it was so cool. Yeah, I damn it, you made me change my mind. I because I completely forgot about that. Um, yeah, Josh Alexander gets this win, 
because he's that's, gonna... that's the that's the only reason why I think he's gonna win. That's the only reason. Yep. So yeah. Next up, we have Alan Angel's Open Challenge. Who do you think comes out? TM Punk, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> um. Oh, Open Challenge. Who's available right now? CM Punk. <laughs> Tyler Breeze. If he's not booked tonight. He's been wrestling oh, other places lately. Imagine that. I would love for Tyler Breeze. So. Against Alan Andrews? Okay, but I'm singing CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, one of us is... Well, we're both probably going to be wrong, but I, I don't know who... Who do you guys think in chat will be? I'm curious. Because there's probably somebody we're forgetting. Um, it's CM Punk, I'm telling you. Okay. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? We got uh, Moose and Brian Myers versus Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Uh, I wish this were an easy pick, but they've like Moose has been over recently, and this makes me angry because I do not like the guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry for that. Uh, but uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay, I. I feel like they should be in line for the next pers- uh, people to challenge for the um, tag team championships. And if they lose to Moose and Brian Myers, that's that's not WWE. You don't get to have a championship opportunity after you lose. Like That's not how you do it. Yeah. So ABC for the win here, hopefully. Correct. ABC. Yes. The next thing we have is the knockouts uh, tag team championships. Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly versus Savannah Evans and Giselle Shaw. Poor Savannah Evans and Giselle Shaw. They're going to be murdered <laughs> by Masha and Killer Kelly. I'm telling you, MK Ultra, they need to, you know, they need to. I know grow old with those championships. Yeah. They need like they need to retire in their 60s with those belts and j- they just put them in the Hall of Fame and everything. Yep. Um okay, so Ace says that Breeze can't go to a made go that's right. It can't be Breeze cuz he can't wrestle in a major because um, of the down down. Are yeah. you saying that Impact is a major show? Okay. Oh yeah, they're considered major. I love that because, like, the, no one to the else Fed, does. yeah, they, to the yeah. Fed, to the Fed duration. Like um, okay. so it's not him. So I'm, I'm curious who it'll be. I don't it's know. I'm tell you, it's CM Punk. Jesus, in a mask. <laughs> in a mask. I'm trying to think who's available. Like, like just Leo, Ru- uh, not Leo Rush. Um, it's me. Okay, okay, it's me. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's me. Who, I didn't. Who wanna, else is out like, there? I, I didn't want to say it, and it's not Sean either. It's me. Yeah, um, it's AJ Lee. Okay, it's AJ Lee. <laughs> who, who's become free recently? Uh, Sunny Kiss became free. She, uh, she, they can Sunny Kiss maybe. Uh, that could be one. I would love for Sunny Kiss to do that. Uh, who else? I haven't seen him in uh, on on television in a long, long time, and it's yeah. AEW's fault for that because. Yeah. Um, They're really good in the ring. Who else could it be? I don't know. 
You don't need to wonder. It's I like guessing, but I don't have anybody to guess with <laughs> or who I can guess on. But uh, yeah. All right. Is that the last yeah, one? Punk. Young punk. Uh, Crazy Steve and Black Tarus. Uh, it's Crazy Steve's new comeback story. And you need to buckle up because it's it's going to be a ridiculous match. And, uh, like It's going to be one of those matches where, you know, you get wrinkles from it. Okay. Like I yeah, I got wrinkles from watching the stadium stampede match at all in because I was like, ah we're <laughs> mm. gonna get wrinkles from that and then just not remember it anymore. Uh which is a pity because like Crazy Steve has been he's been over with me with those interviews that he's been doing on Impact. Because he's crazy, get it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh but <laughs> Tune in for the match. All right. Before we end the show, I just, Maggie, I just need to get your reaction to this. Hi. <laughs> I, I've been a very bad girl. Yeah, I know. You're DM to me like after I sent that to you. I was like, I've been a very, very bad girl. All right, Maggie. <laughs> plug, well, this is weird timing, but uh, plug yourself. I will plug myself. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> yeah, you can follow me on X Twitter or whatever at Maggie underscore IK and on Instagram at Maggie.ik. Thank you. Guys, you can follow me at Rob Wilkins on Twitter. Um, and you can also find me on threads and Instagram at Fightful Rob this Sunday at 11 a.m. You can catch me with my point is on the main Fightful channel with Seahawk. We have a good time on there. We talk. You're wrestling. such an amazing tag team with Cam. Yeah. I've been catching up with your shows. Like you're wonderful with each other. We we have fun. We do. We we have fun on here. So I'm I'm a lucky man. I'm a lucky man that I get to work with great people. But guys, I want to say thank you for watching. We really appreciate you so much. And I hope you have a great day. Have a great weekend. And we will see you guys next week. Talk to you soon. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.